Welcome to Soulfully Aligned You, Mindset and Strategy for Multi-Passionate Mompreneur Coaches and Creatives. This is the podcast where we talk about and teach confident mindsets, overcoming limiting beliefs at the subconscious level, and online brand strategies to help you build out your signature services, get more visible with your target audience, and boldly launch out in the online world with your God-given gifts. I believe God cares more about your soul than your success. So get in alignment with his will and what he thinks of you so you can activate the success he already has planned for you. (laughs) Perfect. It is recording to the cloud. But yeah, I just came back from vacation and this week we are... um, getting kids back on track for school and like yesterday took some time to plan out all of their like at least two weeks worth of schoolwork and all that so just getting back into the rhythm of things because whenever I do a movie it kind of like throws the rhythm off Mm. so yeah that's how I've been doing thank you for asking and how have you been doing Carissa I've been doing well so getting um lots of downloads on how to really grow and scale my business. So just been implementing that and putting that into action. So yes, that's so good. So good when we can get um I call divine revelation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on just where God has taken us next and business, mm-hmm. life, family, relationships, all the things. So I think it's so beautiful. So yes, I'm going to I'm going to be um transparent here on this episode. We actually um had a conversation, a beautiful, lovely conversation, and for whatever reason technology said, "Nope, you're not going to be able to keep that episode." <laughs> so, here we are again. Um it was such a powerful conversation that we had. And usually I take notes inside of the the zoom but because that's all gone I don't even have notes from what we talked about before so I'm just going to open us in prayer and I believe God will just what was meant to be shared will be shared and um, there's so many beautiful nuggets I know that God has within you for you to share with our audience so um, Lord we just thank you so much for the opportunity for Carissa and I to um just get back together again to have this conversation again. Um, We are open. We just um, melt our will with yours, God, that we would have the conversation that you would have us to, and that the lessons learned, light bulb moments, all of that stuff will be a blessing um, to the listeners on whenever this is released. (laughs) Um, God, we ask that you would just touch our hearts, give us clarity of thought and, um, just remind us of the purpose of why um, why you have put it on my heart for us to host these, um, branded for your glory. That is our heart's desire. So I pray all these things in your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. And so, yes. Um, Carissa, do you want to introduce yourself or tell everyone about who you are, what you do, all that beautiful stuff? Absolutely. I'm Carissa Quadi, and I'm a biblical money mindset coach for Christian female entrepreneurs. And I help them get past limiting money beliefs, such as 
is making a lot of money as a Christian, is that okay? Is that making money into an idol? Uh, we also talk about a lot of fears, a lot of doubts that, um, you know, fear of asking for the sale or um, is my offer even does it have worth in the marketplace and how much do I charge? You know, all that kind of thing. Anything that relates to money, I I equip these women to really get past it. And I do it with one, I call it my secret, <laughs> but it's with the word of God, because that's what I found is if you don't have the word of God in, you can do money mindset work, but you're not going to have that lasting transformation. Amen to that, sis. I definitely, definitely agree. Um, our work overlaps just a little bit. Um, I am money mindset, brand visibility. Those are the two things that are within uh, my programs, all that beautiful stuff. But I do it through the route of inner healing and um, energy psychology work fused with biblical truth. So pretty cool. I, I think that's why I love having you on here and why our conversation was so amazing <laughs> because we kind of think um, similar. And I, I believe that, yes, God's word is so important. Um, what are some of the scriptures that you, I think that was something that we've talked about before too, like some of the scriptures that you believe are most impactful for um, women of faith when it when we start talking about biblical wealth, money, mindset, sales, pricing, you know, charging. And I don't like the phrase charging our worth because no, no, I no. don't believe <laughs> that that like that doesn't even make any sense because we're worth so much to God. Yes. And we can't put a dollar amount to that. So and it's funny because I used to get you know, being in the industry, you hear people say it, it's something I have repeated in the past, you know, but then you get that revelation from the Holy Spirit, like, what? no, that doesn't make any sense. And you're like, oh, man, thank you, God, for helping me to take that out of my mm -hmm. vocabulary. But um, yeah, if there are any Bible verses that you want to share with us? Yeah, there's a couple. Awesome. Uh, let me start with uh, the worth question. Can I? Um, mm, yes, we can tackle that one. Sure. And I sure. don't have a specific scripture right off the top of my head, but here's where your worth comes from. Like you said, we have indescribable worth and our worth comes from Jesus's redemption on the cross mm. because the price the value and worth of someone's life is what has been paid in ransom for their life. Mm -hmm. And so since we have all been redeemed by Jesus's own body and his own sacrifice and his immense love, that's how you determine your worth. Yes. Now let's talk about your worth in the marketplace. So when you have... Um, a business, and I'm going to get into this verse in just a second, but when you have a business and you're serving somebody else and you are partnering with God in this business, you are serving them, you are making their lives better in, in one little area. You know, I deal with money mindsets and you have money mindsets as well. And you have other things branding. So in that one area, you are making their lives better. And so this does a couple things. It 
brings a little bit of kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. It brings restoration. And we are called to be ministers of reconciliation. And it also allows us to, when we're transforming someone's life like that, that's where we can put a higher value on our services. Because of the amount of transformation that I'm bringing, I'm actually reflecting God's character and his love in that. Mm -hmm. So that's the distinction between worth. Um, You asked about a scripture that has changed my life when it comes to money and it comes to business. And I have to say, you know, I was supporting my family. I'm struggling to put uh, food on the table and put my husband through school. And, you know, I had all of these fears and panics about money. And it was also, um, you know, I'm in business, I'm doing this, you know, trying to, but then I'm like, okay, if I want more money, does that mean I'm making it on that? And are we really okay? Is it really okay for us as Christians to make money? Because I didn't see anybody in my circle, you know, they were all homeschool moms and uh, staying home and maybe babysitting or ironing on the side. I didn't see examples of it. So I was really struggling with this. And as I'm struggling with it, I started studying the Bible for how do I run my money? How do I handle my money? How do I get rid of this fear and this anxiety? And so I have my whole Bible marked up with like little money symbols, but I came across this verse in Genesis 2, 10 through 12. Now, do you have this memorized? (laughs) I don't have it memorized. All right. Most people don't. Uh, And it says now, so this is just after creation. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, heaven and earth is good. The lights are good. All of that. This is just right after that passage. And it says, now a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden. And from there it divided and became four rivers. And the name of the first is Pishon. It flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. The Bildelium and the onyx stone are there. Now, since I'm so hypersensitive to any references on money at this point, I'm like, okay, this is just weird. This is a weird passage to put in the creation account. So I started mm-hmm. researching and I looked it up and I actually went to the original Hebrew. And what I found just has changed my mind on money, on gotten rid of so much of the stress and everything. So the gold in that passage talks about in the Hebrew language, gold means money, which is currency. It also means wealth, and it also means trade and business, where I have something of value that you need. Mm-hmm. You are more than happy to pay over money to get that thing that you need. And then when it says the gold of that land is good, interestingly enough, that's the eighth mention of something being called good. Mm-hmm. And what I learned was eight is significant because it means partnering with God to make the world a better place. So let me put it all together. God created wealth in this land. 
He already created it. And he wants us to cultivate this, to cultivate the land, which is also a symbol for business, cultivate our businesses, cultivate our land, and doing it by partnering with him to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, not only are we cultivating the wealth that he already has, but now we are making someone else's life better. And then we're rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. And when I realize that he calls us all good. This really got rid of some of those questions that I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, it's amazing. I think it's good. And, I, and it's definitely a scripture that many of us have probably skipped right over. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful that you were hypersensitive. Be like you going through that journey, right? Of like, fear and anxiety or um, just seeking God even deeper around the topic of money because I told that's true that one totally went over my head I never even considered that one but I love your definition of gold being money wealth trade and that trade part really takes us to that business Mm -hmm. right and I do think that is something even I think the Proverbs 31 um, woman really like digging deep on her it gave me that permission, like, wait a second, she was in the marketplace, she was trading, she was going out. She, she had was, seven businesses. Um, yeah, and I didn't even know she had seven businesses, but the just the overarching, like, concept of her, it was like, wow, why don't we talk about her more across the pulpit to give women freedom to know that it is okay for us to run the businesses, Right. Um, and when you're running business, it's okay for you to, when we're in business, we're there for a profit, but it's, what are you doing with the profit? Right. And who are you partnering with to bring about that profit? So I do think that even the word profit can kind of be like, oh gosh, you're, you're only here to make money. Right. What are your thoughts? Give us some insight, even on the word profit. I would love to know, um, your insight on, on that. Well, there's a couple of verses that say specifically the Lord will teach you how to profit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when you say you're just in it for money, the Christian women that I know who are entrepreneurs, their desire is to serve somebody with their products and services. And when we are serving somebody, we're partnering with God to serve them and make their lives better. This is what we're doing. We're loving the Lord our God with our whole mind, especially when we don't have those fears and doubts and worries about making money. Because that take, if you have those floating around in your head, if you, you're worried like there's never going to be enough or I don't know how much to charge, you are not loving the Lord your God with your whole mind. Mm-hmm. But when we do, and when we're partnering with him, not only are we genuinely serving somebody and they are so happy to receive it. Let me just give you a quick uh, example that we can all relate to. I mean, I, I try a little garden, but I call it my snack garden because just, you know, like, <laughs> I may grow two carrots. I may grow one beet. I mean, like, it, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into this. But I am more than happy to go to my grocery store and hand over money to get all this produce. 
because mm -hmm. I don't have to grow it. And if I'm trying to grow it, like we wouldn't survive. <laughs> right? But you're more yeah. than happy to pay it. Because mm -hmm. you didn't have to do all that work. Exactly. And so that's the same concept with our businesses. When we are genuinely serving someone, when we're bringing about that transformation and we're partnering with God, we are serving them. Mm -hmm. and they are delighted to pay us yeah. and God calls this whole thing good and so when you say it's just about the money it's not mm -hmm. because with the money especially when we're making money in business he uses he has requirements and uh, responsibilities for us mm -hmm. and uh, the first one he wants to bless us with finances to um you know provide you know he wants to bless us that way so that we would know him yeah and then it goes on to so that we can provide for our families and when we're providing for our families through our businesses we're reflecting his provision but if your prices are so if you're undercharging because you don't know the value or you're struggling with these money mindsets or whatever. And now your family is struggling. You're reflecting on God, not being a good provider. Mm -hmm. But then once we have money, he calls us to not only provide for our families, save for the future to be wise stewards of it, but then to enjoy it with those around us. Uh, family, friends, people who are in need, ministers of the gospel, and God even participates in that enjoyment. Mm -hmm. And then he allows us out, out of the overflow that he keeps on giving us by serving more clients. He allows us to be extremely generous. And this whole process, when you are so favored, you're walking with God, you're serving other people, your, your business, you're doing it in integrity you are making money, your prices are where they need to be, all of this and how generous you are, it shows God's character in such a winsome way that everybody around us will see his favor upon us and how we've handled the money that he's given us. And they will be drawn to know him. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I heard you say that um, earlier and I wrote it down and then you ended with it again, um, knowing who God is, mm -hmm. right? And I feel like that has been, hmm, how can I say? It's been, a, it's always a journey because we have false um, ideas about who God is, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and I think that was another thing that really helped me. I was reading, um, what is it called? I don't think it's the title is a character of God. I don't think it is, but it's a book by A.W. Tozer and it goes into the attributes of God. Mm. And I think that is a really great place to start because knowing who he is and what he desires for us and how much he loves us, um, I think is so important because then we don't, then we don't reject the blessings and we don't mm -hmm. reject the provision, right? Mm -hmm. I think that 
um, money, you know, the green paper itself, we can kind of look at that and have like an actual physical reaction to it. You know, if we see too much of it or we see too little of it, there are, it, it elicits emotions. Mm-hmm. But something that's been helpful for me is to really look at this in a form of provision that God is going to provide and how that comes, whether it comes in the form of money, relationships, um, people giving me what God already had for me anyways, right? Um, Just those unexpected blessings. I think that that has really helped a lot. And also me not looking at my business at the only means of provision Mm -hmm. that God, because wealth, creating um, wealth and money doesn't only have to come through, um, the business that you're like so hyper focused on, right? So no, I, I mean, absolutely, I, God will take care of yeah. you and provide for you, especially when you're walking with Him and managing it wisely. Mm-hmm. And there's all yeah. kinds of ways that He will be generous to you. But mm-hmm. the business, when you, He's calling us to cultivate the land, which is cultivating our business and to serve mm-hmm. other people, a business is a primary way He does it. It's not the only way. Yes, exactly. And I feel like when we get so hyper-focused on this being the only way, I do feel like we end up choking the life out of it because we're trying to force some things to happen within um, the business. So we don't see the other ways that God wants to provide Mm -hmm. for us. So when I look at money mindset, I look at it on a broader scale, even outside of the business, right? Because not everyone that, um, not not all of God's children are actually called to have a business, right? And they may struggle with that independence, um, struggle with, you know, not asking for the raise, a struggle mm-hmm. with feeling like they're not worthy um, mm-hmm. of the blessings that God has for them. So I love looking at money mindset through like a like an umbrella and mm-hmm. not only in business but I understand you know for some uh, maybe for Krista for your business uh, maybe you're like your target audience who God has called you to serve sure is, yeah is and that's where I'm speaking woman. from exactly exactly um for the sake of the podcast we may have some people that listen that are not in business right um, so that's only well, can I can I, I challenge you on that also can I challenge you on oh that? sure 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 you can challenge even me. if you're a employee mm-hmm. you're in business you're in sales okay. okay because when you show up and you are doing this with excellence you're the work that God has given you through this employer mm-hmm. you are taking ownership of it yeah you are helping cultivate this business and causing it to grow through your actions. You are so right. Yeah. And you are also still, I mean, you're still doing what God has called you to do, right? He's called mm-hmm. us to make the world a better place, partnering with him to serve others. Mm-hmm. And you are serving others in, in yes. as being an employee. Mm-hmm. And not only are you helping um I that brings up um Joseph mm-hmm. because Joseph was an employee for all all of his life he was an employee of Potiphar of the jailer and then eventually Pharaoh 
-hmm. And because he walked with the God and because they all knew that he walked with God and the favor of God was upon him, everything he did, he did with excellence. He did with diligence. He did with um, integrity. And Mm -hmm. because of his walk with God and the favor of God upon him and how he handled their businesses, he was very successful and prosperous in what he did. And not only Mm -hmm. so much that, but the employer was very prosperous too. And they recognized that the reason I am so prosperous is because Joseph is in my employment. Mm -hmm. So you absolutely are in business. Mm -hmm. Even if you are an employee, maybe you're not called to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I think that was a distinguishment. I was making as far as like entrepreneurship, but you're right. We're all connected because it's biz- business is such an integral part of society mm-hmm. that we're all in a business. Right. So mm-hmm. I definitely love that you, um, that you challenge that, that perspective so that we can bring that in there. Um, so yeah, with money mindset, business is definitely, whether it's through employee, your in employment through owning a business um, running a corporation, whatever the structure of the business money mindset, I do think is really, really, it's a huge part of it for sure. And yeah, I, I don't know. I want to ask a question just for you to maybe help myself and some of the, um, audience listening, like what is one of the first steps, you know, people can take to co-partner with God? Cause I do believe that is a huge part of this, um, as far as independence, I know for myself, um, part of my story and why, um, money mindset is a huge, you know, big part of the work that I do is because, and money was something that I, I never looked to God to like, you know, pray about it or talk with him about it. That was, no, he's not a part of that conversation. It was always what do I have to do to get this? And I was very independent when it came to money. Um, I don't know if I shared this with you last time, but um, I used to be a topless dancer. So I went out there, I made my own money and I did my own thing and it was mine and it was up to me to make it, you know? And I um, provided for my family that way. And oh gosh, the journey of releasing, you know, and trusting God to provide because it's one of those things where I'll just go do it myself, you know? So what would you say is one of the first steps to really co-partnering with God when it comes to um, money and provision and all of that, or just your perspective on that period? Sure. Absolutely. And that's a great question. And I mean, he does give us the gifts and abilities to go out and make money, right? Mm -hmm. And so we are also given the responsibility to now steward it and steward it in a wise way. And he gives us that freedom. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question, to really co-partner with God, I think there's two things. First of all, there is um, the commandment that we're given which is to love the Lord, our God with our whole heart, soul, and mind. Mm -hmm. And so if you, if you are struggling with, um, 
you know, it's all up to me. And I know, I know, cause I felt like that too. Right. And part of my journey, I felt like it was all up to me. I had to go out there, but at the same time, I was petrified that I wasn't going to show up and, or something was going to happen to me and I wasn't going to be able to provide for my family. I was worried every time I got an unexpected bill. Um, even though I saw God providing the work, like I had all of this fears and worries and doubts that it was going to even work. And I just remember it be paralyzing me, you know, physically, I had a physical reaction to that. And when I started doing all of this studying, I'm realizing that we need, like, that's taking up our whole mind. We're not loving the Lord, our God with our whole mind. Yes, so when we yes. start loving him, we look at what does the Bible actually say about money? Mm-hmm. And when he says that I'm going to provide for you. And for me, like I was putting my husband through school, supporting our family for 10 years as a sign language interpreter. That was my first mm-hmm. career. And every week I'd start off with a blank calendar and I needed a certain number of appointments to be able to make our ends meet. And so even though I was stressed out and whatever, I mean, I'm still searching God on this. And I saw, so I can't tell you how many weeks, Justina, where I started off with a blank calendar and I had exactly the number of appointments I needed by the end of the week. Mm -hmm. Or if I had less that week, I had more the following week. Mm -hmm. And so I saw God's faithfulness in this. And so that faithfulness started replacing that worry that there wasn't Mm -hmm. going to be enough because I started looking to him. And then when I really started dealing with the roots of why I was freaking out about this, it came down to a lack of trust in God. Mm -hmm. It came down to having fear. And, you know, Jesus is, says in John four, that his presence, his love cast out all fear. And so really, if you're wanting to co-partner, it's looking at what is all these negative limiting emotions or beliefs that are coming up for you around money. Mm -hmm. Where are they coming from? Are they coming from your own experiences? Are they coming from where uh, your family's upbringing, what they taught you to believe, where are they coming from? Mm -hmm. Because once we know the root of it, then we look at what the, does the Bible say? Yeah. And we have to make a choice. Am I going to continue to believe that God doesn't provide? That it's all up to me. And if I have a sick day, then my family is suffering. Or Am I going to say, okay, you know what? God is going to provide. Even with a sick day, he is allowing me to have the opportunity to stay home and rest and take care of myself. And he's going to provide whether it's through extra hours at work or it's going to be, like you said, his generosity and someone sending you money that you didn't expect. He's going to provide, but we're trusting in him. Mm Mm-hmm. The second thing is we have to really understand the oath and covenant that God made. Mm -hmm. And Abraham comes to mind where Abraham knew God, he walked with God. And then God said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to, I'm going to have you go to this other country. I'm going to have you 
I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make your name great so that you will be a blessing to those, to all the families they are, you will be a blessing to them. Now, that covenant is not just for a nation to come out of Abraham, mm -hmm. but it's to bless you and to make your name great. And those are financial terms. It's a holistic blessing. Yeah. Not just in family, but financially and um, in your business. And it's a holistic blessing. And then when it says, I'm going to make your name great, it's going to, you're going to be exceedingly great, exceedingly uh, wealthy and able to be a blessing. And then remember what I said about eight? Yes. With God mm -hmm. to make the world a better place. So Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him as righteousness. And so he accepted this blessing, even the aspect of being wealthy. And there are eight mentions of his exceedingly great wealth throughout Abraham's story. Mm -hmm. So God made this covenant and he made it with himself. And then in Galatians 3, Jesus said, or it says that he for our sins, he became cursed for us because everyone who hangs on a tree is cursed. Mm -hmm. And he bore this, uh, he redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us because he redeemed us in order that the blessing promised to Abraham would come to the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. So by faith, we might receive the promise of the spirit. So Jesus is the fulfillment of this covenant that God made. So we can choose to enter into this covenant that's already established, already done. Yeah. It's already ours. We already have access to it as Christians, but not many people are taking advantage of it mm -hmm. in this area. Yes. In this area of wealth, money, blessings, all of that. Yep. So I definitely, I love that you, um, brought up the covenants um you said there were eight is there one that you can share with us that maybe you know people that you're um that you're working with or um are listening to this podcast may not know about well uh okay. so i don't have the exact scripture references mm -hmm. but um when abraham went down to egypt the first time and you, the whole story you know sarah got taken into the pharaoh's harem well, she was protected and as a way of showing him that, you know, I didn't touch her, no one slept with her. He gave Abraham massive amounts of gold and silver, of cattle, of sheep, of uh, servants. Mm -hmm. So that's one mention of his exceedingly great wealth. Mm -hmm. um, it talks about how... Um, putting me on the spot here, uh, Abimelech oh, <laughs> also, uh, again, this is the second time that Sarah got taken into a harem. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, a plague broke out and everyone was like, ah, no. And so then he, again, gave him an exceedingly, um, huge amount of riches yeah. for that. But then there's, I mean, quite a few other passages where it talks about Abraham's wealth, um, when he, uh, went after Lot, mm -hmm. 
well, actually, let me back up. So they were talking about they had just come out of Egypt, Lot and Abraham were together, and uh, their land was too small for them for all the wealth that they had. And so Lot split off, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Abraham settled in in Canaan, and he had this exceedingly great wealth. So those are three examples Mm -hmm. uh, to look at. But yeah, it really, it actually talks about his exceedingly great wealth or some sort of phrase like that. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's just casually talked about, you know, in the Bible. And sometimes we look over that or we may not um, want to look at those things and see that, oh, wait, this can apply how does it supply to modern day you know um when well, i when you're about- wealthy mm-hmm. uh and you're following god in this not only are you being a huge blessing and serving your clients mm-hmm. because when you serve your client and you bring that kind of transformation they change right mm-hmm. but everyone around them who interacts with them will be changed too mm-hmm. you're changing your family And you're doing this, you know, setting your family up, maybe breaking the cycle of poverty or um, debt for your family. And you're setting that up for generations to come. You're passing down, you know, walking with God and and money mindsets, the holistic that you're talking about, you're passing that down. So everyone who interacts with your family is also changed. Mm -hmm. But now with this overflow, because you are serving so many people, you are okay with being wealthy because God wants you to be wealthy. Now you can be a blessing. You can fund good works in your community. Yes. And I don't care how generous your heart is. If you don't have the resources. Mm, 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 mm. Say it again. (laughs) You cannot be as generous as you want to be. Exactly. I think two things that um, popped up for me while you were talking was um, surrender and stewardship. Mm -hmm. Those are two things that popped up for me. And it's really, and because it's kind of been my journey (laughs) while you were talking, um, that surrender was um, leaving that lifestyle because that's not Mm -hmm. what God had for me. It was like, no, that's not it. This is, you know, not the lifestyle. Um, Surrendering and in the surrender, I think there's this like in-between place where there was, you know, oh my gosh, like you're coming up on the margin or you feel like things aren't going to get taken care of and maybe you have to go without and there's that in-between stage. But I feel like that is really built, getting to know God Mm -hmm. sometimes is in those difficult places. Mm -hmm. And then it also allows you to know him more when your hands aren't in it, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's some times when things are, provided or sometimes where things come through where it wasn't me striving for it and so the only person that I can give honor and glory to is God because first of all I surrendered and I allowed God to actually show himself to me instead of me having to fix it all the time or do it Mm -hmm. all the time or work so hard for it all the time and that can be difficult because there is this uh a lull in the middle where Mm -hmm. you kind of feel the crunch or you feel the pressure of not just going out and doing it yourself. So that's, Mm -hmm. I wanted to speak to that a little bit um, for our listeners that it's not just going from night to day 
Like there is this, you know, because I'm aware of these covenants and now I'm listening to this podcast and all this stuff is just going to shift tomorrow. No, it's not. There's your own personal journey that God is going to take you through of you getting to know him. Mm-hmm. And that journey is sometimes there's going to be the, the feeling of the crushing almost, you know, mm-hmm. but know that he's there for you and he cares about you and you're coming to the other side of what it feels like to really co-partner with him mm-hmm. and not be independent and trying to, and independence isn't a bad thing. I speak about it in a way because I know what my independence did to me was like, nope, I'm not listening to anybody else. I don't care what anybody has to say, like independence on a scale of like negative 10 to positive 10, I was probably on the negative 10. Okay. (laughs) So I speak about it from that perspective. The other thing is stewardship, right? When God like blesses us with the money or the provision or the things, you know, what are we doing with those things? You know, so I believe that, and anyone can send me a message, correct me on this, but I believe God's not going to bless us with more if he can't trust us with the more, Mm -hmm. right? If we still have these things in our heart that, and where we're not as generous as God would have us to be, right? That Mm -hmm. he's like, man, I want to give, I want to give to a vessel who I know will be willing to give to others because it's supposed to spread out, Mm -hmm. right? Into our communities and into our societies. Um, So yeah, those are two words that popped up for me. Well, and and that brings up a whole conversation on, so we have the covenant, we have the blessings, we have the promises. Mm -hmm. Are we believing them? Yes. And if we're believing them wholeheartedly, are we walking in obedience for them? Mm -hmm. And when I say walking in obedience, uh, so you had to go from one lifestyle to another, right? I had to have years of putting my husband through school and I had to understand that the money that I had was God's, he was giving it to me. And so I could steward it wisely. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? I mean, that looked like we weren't very, we didn't spend very much, you know, we had a cheap apartment. We had old cars, but they were paid for and Mm -hmm. we weren't taking the fancy vacations. And what I realized after is that God does take us through a period of time like that, Mm -hmm. of testing, of to really see, are you really going to trust me? Are you going to claim these promises, walk towards them with what you have right now? Mm-hmm. And are you going to trust me, which is a aspect of having that relationship that Jesus is going to bring it about. And then we also have to have faith that these things that are spoken of, even though I do not see them yet, faith is the assurance of things hoped for not yet seen. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the, when you're in that lull and you're like, okay, I see God's promises. I'm walking in obedience, but you don't see it yet. The caution is, are you going to let doubt and unbelief slip in? Mm, Because, and it's it's so tempting, and I have been there, to Mm -hmm. you don't see it. And so you now start doubting, is God actually going to come through Mm -hmm. with what he said? And then you start saying, well, 
not only do I doubt he'll come through, I don't think he will. And mm-hmm. so now you're not believing him. Yeah. And what happened to the Israelites and what happened to everybody else when they did not believe God and they did not walk in obedience? Mm-hmm. They didn't get the full access to the blessing. Yeah. I think there's stories we create in our heads, right? Like when we don't see things happen as soon as we would like them to, or as quick as we would like them to, we then create a story, which then turns into a limiting belief. And then we're at, like you said, operating in a place of where we're not trusting God and we're not believing what he says because we're believing something else. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really good thing for our listeners. Like you can literally like, what am I believing instead of trusting God? You know, what is, what is my initial thought on this? And sometimes those initial thoughts, we like to like push them down. Like, well, no, I trust God. No, there's something else that you're thinking or holding on to. And yeah, I think that we as Christians, sometimes it's easy for us to like read the word and you know, quote scripture and do all that, but are we truly believing it? I love Beth Moore's book. Beth Moore's book um, is believe. I believe the title of it is believing God, not Mm -hmm. believing in God. Like we know there's a God, there's a difference between knowing there's a God and believing what he says, what what our God says to us. So I do think that that is um, that faith, that belief, that stewardship, the Mm -hmm. surrender, the building of the relationship, and even knowing that we are worthy enough for him to even want to co-partner with us, right? Like we are his hands and his feet and all the little pieces. Cause that wasn't even like an actual concept for me at one point in my life. Like God wants to work in and through me to accomplish Mm -hmm. his will. Like, huh? You know, I know that's just so mind blowing that God the creator of heaven and earth and who holds all things together actually equips us and empowers us with his spirit and wants to, and sets us on a path so that we can help accomplish his purpose. It is yeah. mind blowing. I have a question. I know for women in business, like there's so many different things we can like so many different trainings or you know, topics or things that are out there that can prepare us for a business. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go to Um, you know, learn about marketing, we can learn about social media, we can learn about or we can better our skill sets, you know, all that wonderful stuff. Why it why do you believe money mindset is so important? Like it's an integral part of the process. All of these marketing strategies are effective. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have invested in a lot I've worked through my own things they are all effective. People are making money doing all of them. Mm-hmm. But the money mindsets come into if you, A, believe you don't, you shouldn't make a lot of money as a Christian. Let's just talk about that one. No matter what marketing strategy you invest in, If you have that belief, even if it's subconscious, no matter what you invest in, you're not going to show up 100%. Because if you show up 100%, then that means you now have to deal with, I'm making a lot of money as a Christian. Is it okay? 
Am I making money in an idol? Who will I become when I am wealthy? Will my friends and family judge me? A lot of this is subconscious and you don't yes. recognize it. Um, one true. example um, of one of my clients, she has, she's an amazing, amazing health coach, helps women from burnout and recovering physically uh, when they have had so much stress and illness. And she was okay asking, she's, she's in the UK, she's okay asking for her 25 pound a month program. But that wasn't her main program that was bringing the transformation. That was 2,500. Mm -hmm. And she yeah. could not ask for that. She didn't want to ask for that. And so I worked with her. And this mm -hmm. is what happened. You guys pay attention. So this is one story. But this is why I say these are subconscious and you don't recognize them. So when I was working with her, I, it came up that when she was five, her parents mm -hmm. divorced. And when her parents divorced, her, her dad had a ton of money, didn't give them any mom was struggling. And so anytime she asked her mom for anything, her mom just went off on her. I can't believe you're asking. How dare you even ask? Who do you think you, right? Mm-hmm. So at five, she internalized that belief. Now, at much, much older, decades later, she cannot ask for the $2,500 pound program mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. And so I had to walk through it with her. You know, God says, you can ask of me. He says, ask what you will, and I will give it to you. I'm a good, generous father. Uh, he yes. desires us to ask. So we worked with her. And then two weeks later, she came back for her next session and she said it broke. She enrolled two more clients at that rate. That's awesome. So, the, yeah. but a lot of those beliefs that you're carrying around, you don't recognize that you have them. Because mm -hmm, they're at the subconscious level. So yeah, I I think it's just so I love that you shared this story because like you said if we don't if we can't even sometimes recognize or they're not brought to the surface we don't even know what it is that is actually holding us back because the strategy that's why I love mindset and strategy because mm -hmm. strategies work exactly this isn't one or the other one is better than the next but strategies are great they work and I totally agree with you, but the mindset piece is the part that is like, man, if I'm imploring all these strategies and I'm trying all these things and something's still not working, something's still not connecting, then definitely you have to explore mindset and that mm -hmm. mindset just, we're not, again, we're not talking at the surface level, the stuff that you can see. We're talking about having someone that comes in with a perspective that can go below the surface with you and go deeper because I understand that the things that we experienced in our past, those stories that we've created mm -hmm. also long ago, the subconscious programming that you're already operating in that mm -hmm. you may not be able to see, those are some of the things that have to be brought to the surface and broken in mm -hmm. Jesus' name. Yes, <laughs> that's the thing. The broken in Jesus' name where we renounce those things, revoke those things. And um, replace them with truth. I was about God to say says. that. And I'm okay. sure that we are replacing it with biblical truth because you can get into a practice of renouncing and revoking. We, we do it all the time in our own power. 
And then we start trying to fill with things that are coping strategies, right? Mm -hmm. Or fill with strategies that aren't actually going to help us or mindsets or lies or vows that we make, right? Against like with your client where, you know, maybe it was that when she was asking her mother for these things and her mother would yell and scream at her, she said, I'm never going to ask for anything else. I'm never going to ask for what I truly want. I'll just ask for the things Mm -hmm. I'll just ask for the things that feel safe, mm-hmm. not the things that stretch me and make me uncomfortable, right? So that's what she replaced. She made that her quote unquote truth mm-hmm. or practice instead of really embracing the truth of God. And I love that you said that God is our father, like he's our daddy, right? And I think of so many daddy father issues that we can have. I mm-hmm. come from a broken home. And that was one of the things that I had to deal with in the area of even being able to receive, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And the receiving, yes, there's money, but there's love, Mm -hmm. you know, all those, all these things that we can receive outside Mm -hmm. of money, but exactly all of that. So when we have um, the natural father, daddy issues, then how do you see your natural father, write those things down? And mm-hmm. then think about God and see if you possibly applied some of those to him, you know? Oh, absolutely. So, we all do. Yeah. Exactly. So those are some ways. To, and once, once you write those things down, then you can look, just pray over those things and ask God to release the lies, you know, that you've been um, holding on to and dig in his word, you mm-hmm. know, on the truths on who he is. So I do think um, just the three aspects of the Father, Holy Spirit, and the Son. I know that says that God is kind of representative of the Father and the natural. The Holy Spirit is representative of, you know, the mother figure in the natural. And then Jesus as our friend, being like our sibling relationships, friend relationships. So you can kind of look at some of those natural um, beliefs that we have or stories we've created in those relationships and then look and see, wow, am I applying this to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And that'll help um, really break up some of those limiting beliefs that we have as well. And yeah, I do think that those covenants and um, operating in a place of abundance and wealth and all of that, I do take that as a responsibility because I want to bless others. I want to give in places where the world may not naturally think to give, right? And I, the things that I think is, my pastor says it so beautifully, and I'm going to try to repeat, um, the things that God's heart aches for, I want him to whisper those things to my spirit so that I can then be the hands, the feet, all the beautiful things to um, really help with those things and bless other people. Cause we can pray for people we're supposed to, <laughs> but when we can put money into the situation, that's, that's bringing amazing. light into the darkness. Exactly. That's oh, actually yeah. bringing true restoration and the prayers empower all of that. Yeah. Um, when I was volunteering before I moved, I was volunteering with an organization called the Sunshine Girls, and we would go into the topless bars and we would speak with the girls and not only talk with them, but we would provide them food, right? We would um, throw them baby showers, all that kind of stuff. All of that takes money. All that catering takes money. So when we're giving and we're um, you know giving to organizations or 
pour our money into things, it is a blessing. We were a light in the dark place, literally mm-hmm. <laughs> in that case. So um, yeah, I just, I thought of that when you said light in a dark place and then it just relates because we can't, we can't provide food with no money. Hello, we got to have the resources for that. Mm-hmm. And, so, and when we can yeah. be that generous and that, and like, let that money flow through us, you know, we're being blessed. Mm-hmm. Like the, the vessel, it gets wet as the water flows through, we get blessed, but we can also hold it with open hands and we can be generous in a way that where people have felt forgotten and abandoned and like they're worthless, we can step in and say, no, God really loves you. He's taking care of you. Here's how, here's one tangible way that we see that. And that Mm -hmm. shows so much of his character and his generosity. And so why, you know, if you think about how generous God is Mm -hmm. with all of us, and how he loves us so much. And if you just think about like one tree, how many leaves are on that tree? How many seeds does that one tree produce mm-hmm. so that it can grow another tree? And so there's abundance all around us. God has created abundance so that we are blessed, right? But mm-hmm. we can also have that abundance and be a blessing to him, to other people, which draws them to know him. And yeah. if he's that generous and that abundant in himself, why wouldn't he want to have that same abundance for us so that we can now be that extravagant blessing? I think that's a whole like concept to like just sit and like meditate on. Like even when you brought up the tree, I started having the visual of an actual tree and to see all the leaves and then to think about this, like that's something to literally like meditate on. (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) I really, really enjoyed that because that is just a marker that we can see walking down the street depending Mm -hmm. on where you live (laughs) in the country um, where you can see just walking down the street of God's goodness and his Mm -hmm. abundance. And then we can just like, you know, soak that in for our lives. I want to share one more thing. I know we're sort of coming to a close, but you know, I'm always willing to go over with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think for women in business, um, like even if we're just starting in business or maybe you're, you know, you're in that growth phase or whatever, um, start in growth. And then there's the scale, you know, we got those different phases, um, in our, in your mindset, if you are, cause I'm, I was this, so this is why I can speak to this. <laughs> if you, um, are just so focused on, okay, I need to make this much. And we tend, like, when you go through coaching, I do think that's a question they, they tend to ask. Well, how much money do you, do you need, you know? Um, and when you start setting your goals and um, all that kind of stuff, I think sometimes I feel like that's the wrong question, <laughs> especially from the perspective that we've been talking about right now, that no, God wants to give you overflow. He wants us to give to others and we need to be generous. So if we're, if you tend to, ask yourself that question in your money, you know, planning stuff. Well, how much do I need for this month or for the bills or for my family? 
I believe this conversation is inviting you to think beyond how much you need, right? Because mm-hmm. God thinks bigger than that. He's mm-hmm. preparing you for something more than just what you and your family need. So I wanted to share that because I remember like I've, I've been in business now over 10 years. So I remember the beginning journey of my business. That was the thing I, I thought about a lot. Well, how much do I need? What's my, how much do I, and it's okay to think about how much you need, but don't just stop there. Right? Like, okay, God. And then you've put this on my heart and this on my heart and this organization and this, this um, area where you want me to give. Um, so how much do I really need? Right? So there's the, how much do I need and how much do God, how much do you want to give me so that I can accomplish the goals that you, the goals and your will? Those are two mm-hmm. different questions. And it took me a bit of a journey to like walk in that space of beyond what I need for my mm-hmm. family. So I just want to invite our listeners to really think, think about that. But I also don't want you to feel guilty for Oh, of course. Focusing on what you need, because like you said, there is a journey. And when there's Mm. a journey with the money stages and how much money we get and it's to know God and then it's to provide for our family. So that's the first thing. Yes. Which is exactly ask what I need, but I'm going to invite you to think beyond that as well. But if you're right there, it's mm-hmm. okay to stay there for a minute. Yes, yes, yes. It's yes. okay to see God provide you for what you need. Mm-hmm. And, and been... to really develop that trust and that belief in him. And then yes. as you keep walking in obedience, you will see increase. Mm-hmm. And so is it all just to spend on me? No. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, sure, you can enjoy it. You can You talked about the Proverbs 31 woman. She was very wealthy. Mm-hmm. And she opened up her hands to the poor and was very generous to them, Mm -hmm. you know, so you can start there. We all have, and that's a really good place to be because if you are, whether you're on business or you're just managing the money that you're getting from an employer, Mm -hmm. if you are seeing that God is providing for my family through this, this is a good thing. And then as you continue to walk in that, as you continue to serve more clients, as you continue to, you know, do I need all of this? No, I don't. Can I I can increase my lifestyle? Sure. But I also now have an abundance to give to other people. And where do I, where do you want me to give it to? And that, you know, there's so many opportunities to be that light in the darkness, to fund Mm -hmm. doors. And you can't do all of them. Oh yeah. But what is what the thing that's tied to your heart? For me, mm-hmm. I really want to make a difference in the foster care system here in Arizona. Mm. And so I'm going to be funneling a majority of my resources to help solve that problem. Mm-hmm. Other people have uh, sex trafficking or um, the hungry or clean water, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Be, do as much good as you can with that one or two or three things yeah. and you'll be more effective. You'll bear much more fruit with that, you know, focusing on a couple of things. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was moving my hair because it likes to scratch against the microphone. I'm like, ah, 
Well, I don't hear anything. No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in my head because I know what happens. But yes, 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 yes. Definitely. What is it that I need? And mm-hmm. then thinking beyond what you mm-hmm. need. Because I found that um, if we're hyper-focused only on what we need, we can get stuck mm-hmm. in that, you know? But then there's that balance, like you said, like we can still be grateful and thank you God for providing the things that, that I need as well. So we don't want to shift into that place of guilt for sure. Thank you for pointing that out. Cause I never want yeah. um, people to feel that as well. And one strategy, if you are in that place is mm-hmm. I, I teach my clients this. I don't care where you're starting. Mm-hmm. If you're like, I really need to pay the mortgage. I need to pay, pay for food on the table. That's fine. Let's oh, start man. there. But I also, as you're building your business, as you're dealing with these mindsets and managing your money, let's also say, where's that one thing that you really want to leave a legacy in? Mm-hmm. And how can I even now, even if it's a 1%, take some of the money that I'm earning mm. and start applying it to the legacy. Yes. So even though I may really need to pay all my bills right now, and that's some, where the money is going for. Mm-hmm. I can take a little bit yeah, and I can start funneling it. And then as God provides, I can now funnel more. Oh yeah. No, I love that. I love it because it's almost like I'm not going to wait yes. until I have, you know, X amount, whatever. No, I'm going to operate in that co-partnering and that abundance and overflow now mm-hmm. in even the smallest way. And that's like a faith based mm-hmm. thing. So yes. I love that so much. Um, Yes, yes, yes. I is there anything else? <laughs> I always like to leave. This I have a open. free gift for you guys. Do you awesome. want that? Yes, tell us. <laughs> so it's a it's a work uh, it's a worksheet guide on three limiting money beliefs mm-hmm. that keep you from creating biblical wealth. And for your audience, it is at changeyourfinances.com slash soulfully changeyourfinances.com slash soulfully just for your audience and so that's my free gift for you guys if uh, our conversation today has stirred up some thoughts uh stirred up some questions and you really do want to love the lord your god with your whole mind in this area That would be a great place to start because I'm going to walk you through the three main limiting money beliefs that I see so many Christian women struggle with at least one. And then I'm also going to give you some tips on how to get through them. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so glad you're, you're giving this away because I think it's going to shed light and then people may even realize like, oh, wait a second. I deal with that. And like, you don't know unless you have that another perspective to really share it with you. So um, yes, this money mindset stuff. Woo, it just blows my mind that we get to um, even do this kind of work and really help. Like it's work like both of us had to do, you know, early on mm-hmm. and I continue to do because it is not, I don't believe it's just like a one time and done type work. It is a constant work um, because we're, getting to know God through the process that like that relationship with him is like an ongoing thing. You can never really know him just by what, you know, one Bible study or one devotional, you know, we continually are getting to know him and 
his desire to work in and through us and in this world. So I love that so much. It's so beautiful. All right, my dear. Thank you for um, sharing the resource with the audience. It was change your finances slash soulfully S O U L F U L L Y soulfully. Okay. So change your finances.com. Yes. Change your finances.com slash soulfully. And hopefully I love it. (laughs) And can I just mention one last thing? Of course you can. Yes. The reason why it feels like such a battlefield in your mind when it comes to money and money beliefs Mm -hmm. is because it is, Mm -hmm. is because the amount of impact and influence that you will have, the amount of legacy and the good works that you can do are incredible as a Christian woman. Mm-hmm. Christian women by far, uh, Christian women in business especially, are, you know, when they have their mindsets lined up with the word of God around money, they are the most generous demographic there is. And so because of that great impact and influence, each one of you will have, and you don't even have to be in business. You can still have your mindsets based on truth and you can still be extremely generous. Exactly. The reason why, because of that influence and impact that you will have and how you will reflect God's character, that is exactly why the enemy does not want you to get through these limiting beliefs. That's why he's going mm-hmm. to keep you stuck in fear and doubt. Yes. And unbelief. He is, he is the great accuser. So all of those lies and thoughts that are coming up against you, they're coming from him, you know, mm-hmm. that you can't do that. You should be doing that. You should feel guilty for having that. Like I, yes. I hear those little nagging yes. things and I have to remind myself, he is the great accuser. So all of these things that I hear, poof, be gone, you know, <laughs> like, go away. And of course you got to do the work because it's not that simple just to say, Oh, I, I know what you're doing. It's not that simple. You definitely have to go and do the inner work, which mm-hmm. is why I love that, that inner healing energy psychology work to go alongside of it as well. So it's like the mind body work. Cause there's so much mm-hmm. that gets stuck in our bodies as well. Yes. And mm-hmm. so being able to <clears throat> get to the root of those limiting beliefs and handle what gets stored in the body, the body keeps a score. That's another book um, that you all can let me write that down. So I remember to add it to the um, show notes. Um, but yeah, the body keeps the score. And then Beth Moore, Believing God. Those are two really good. And books. then you have the A.W. Tozer one. Oh, thank you so much. I love that, that book. Such a good read. Um, but yeah, I think we're I think we're through. I don't want to say bye. (laughs) Well, we'll have to do this again. If you guys love it, if you love this uh, episode, definitely tell Justina and I would love to either come back on or, um, you know, and and if you guys have any questions or anything you wanted to connect with me, I am absolutely honored to serve you guys. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Soulfully Aligned You. 
If something we shared encouraged you, shifted your mindset, or caused you to take action, it would be so nice if you left us a review. Your review helps this podcast to show up for more multi-passionate mompreneurs of faith just like you. Thank you.